What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Tide Talk Live, back with another post-spring depth chart projection. And today we're going to be looking at the wide receivers, uh, a position group that's got some question marks, Jake. Uh, I think there's some playmakers in that group as well, but it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of dive into this position group and look at the depth chart and who we think can make plays uh, for this Alabama offense here in 2023. But before we do that, uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Uh, we're well over 2,000 subscribers, so thank you so much for that. Help us reach 2,500 uh Quick, as quickly as possible, and we would really appreciate that as well. Uh, Jake, it's been a couple weeks since we've we done one of these. How, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Cannot wait to dive into this conversation. Man, I'm excited about this. Uh, just doing the entire team, you know, post-spring uh, depth chart projections is going to be really fun. But I'm doing great, man. Good to be back here. And uh, how, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, excited, like I said, to just get back and talking some football. Uh you know, we're. I think it's a hundred days from the start of the college football season. It's about a hundred and I don't know, hundred and ten days or so, hundred nine days uh, before Alabama plays. So uh, it that that'll be here a lot quicker than what we realize. But we still got all summer to kind of dissect this team and look over this roster and and give our thoughts and opinions on what we think this this version of the Crimson Tide can do uh, this fall. But Jake, let's just start right here with the wide receivers. Uh, I think there's really probably six, maybe seven guys that that can probably get into that first team rotation. And, and instead of going, you know, with X, Y, and Z receivers, because Alabama likes to move their guys around a lot to kind of create mismatches, that they kind of make all the receivers learn each of the positions so they can move around on the field and they're not just right. designated on one spot. So instead of looking at the X, Y, and Z spots, we're just going to look at like six or seven guys that we believe are going to be contributors to this team in 2023 and get a lot of reps or the majority of the reps with the first team offense. And uh, Jake, I think, I think when you look at this group, to me, you have to start with a guy like Ja'Cory Brooks. And I know Malik Benson comes in kind of as that Juco guy. He's the next great, you know, Jamison Williams top player as far as impact goes. Uh, and, and I'm not sure he's going to reach that level of success the way that J-Mo did. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that, that Ja'Cory Brooks is a guy that, that a lot of people, including Alabama fans, are kind of sleeping on entering this season. Yeah, I agree, man. Ja'Cory Brooks – you know, he's coming into his, uh, like I said, third season, I believe. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had that breakout game yet. Now, he showed out a few years ago in Auburn, um, and he showed his flashes what he can do. But this year, I think he's going to make that next step. And, you know, whoever the quarterback's going to be, we, you know, we've already talked about the quarterback situation and all that, but whoever the quarterback's going to be needs to have a guy they can depend on on a third down situation. And Brooks needs to be that guy because he's the most experienced on this on this roster at wide receiver. Yeah, and, and look, Brooks was a, was a five star receiver coming out of high school. Uh, I've talked a bunch on this show, and and I think fans get lost in the five star hype. Not all five stars are created equal. Right. Each each recruiting cycle has a different layer of a five star prospect. So. Uh, I think I think we get caught up in the stars a little too much. Not that they're not important, but not. It's important to remember that not all five stars are created equal. Uh, Jacory Brooks is obviously a talented kid. He's gifted. He's six two, six three. You know, right around two hundred pounds. Great athleticism. 
but he's really had to learn this position. Look, he he relied on nothing but his God-given ability in high school. But he, coming to college, it's a totally different game. You're playing against guys that are great athletes too. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn the nuances of the position. You have to learn how to run routes, the correct feet to take your break in. I mean, there's so many different things that you have to learn at receiver, how to block your guy. So uh, Ja'Cory Brooks is kind of putting that all together. Now that he's had two full seasons under his belt in Tuscaloosa, I really believe that his junior season is going to be a year that is a breakout year for him, and he really shows that five-star potential that that he come out of high school with. And I'm excited to kind of see what he does there. Um, I think once – I already mentioned Benson. I think Benson's mm-hmm. probably the next leader in the clubhouse, so to speak, in the wide receiver room. Uh, I know you're probably wondering what about Jermaine Burton. Well, Jermaine Burton's just one of those guys where he, he's not a great player. He, he's He's good kind of when he wants to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Too many drop passes, too many inconsistencies in his route running, uh, in his – I don't want to say his effort, but just his – he doesn't seem to always play the same way every game. He's too up and down, and when you're not consistent, you're not going to see consistent playing time. So uh, I think the next guy in line is going to be Malik Benson, the Juco guy from from Kansas City, and I really believe that he's he's destined to be a star for this album of offense. Yeah, Benson looks like he's he's going to be the dude. And uh, but you know we always talk about you can't coach speed. And you talk about that kid's got speed. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can do in the open field. That that was one thing that kind of hindered Alabama last year was we didn't have the guy to go over the top to to open up a defense. So uh, having that threat is going to be key. And then you have other guys. Uh, you mentioned Burton, but. Uh, like Kobe Prentice coming back, get, you know, who played a lot last year, Kendrick Law, Isaiah Bond, some of the guys who can play that slot receiver that Benson goes deep, Ja'Cory Bush does like a 10-yard out or something, then the other ones in the slot does a five-yard out or something. You get – you just – it's just a mismatch problem, and that's what we need out of these wide receivers this coming up year. Yeah, and I think I think it'll be interesting to see how new offensive coordinator Tommy Reese kind of utilizes all these young, talented wide receivers that Alabama has. Because I mean, uh, you know, before we get too far into it, Jake, we we've already talked about Jacory Brooks, we've mentioned Malik Benson and Jermaine Burton, and then you get to those guys who are second year players: Kobe Prentice, Isaiah Bond, Kendrick Law, uh, Emmanuel Henderson. You talk about all those young guys are more than capable of making plays for this offense. And uh, I think Tommy Reese is probably excited about what he has at wide receiver from a talent perspective, but he's kind of, I bet he's probably hoping to see it kind of on the field and in person once fall camp arrives. You know, they have a little bit of time to gel together with, with a new quarterback, with a new offensive coordinator. And, and I think this fall uh, Tommy Reese is going to get a good idea of what he has at wide receiver. And, and what he has is great depth. Maybe not a superstar, but he has great depth with a bunch of high-quality SEC players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw what, what that group could do last year. Flashes, that is. Uh, you know, late in the season, Isaiah Bond started showing out. Uh, Kobe Prentice started showing out. Uh, and then I think Ken, uh, Kendrick Law was one of the the bright spots in uh, A-Days. So, you know, there's talent there. There's not a star player, but collectively with – with their talent, they can be a great collective unit. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think like you said, that as a unit, 
they are really good. Maybe right. there's not that one superstar, but that could be one of those things where we say there's not a superstar yet. Right. I mean, I think there's more than one guy that's capable of becoming a superstar in that in that wide receiver room. And and, and to me, uh, before we go too much further, Jake, you you think about we talked about there's probably six or seven guys that that could you know take the majority of the snaps with the first team. Uh, just real quick, uh, is there a guy that you're expecting to have a surprise season for Alabama from from the wide receiver room? I know uh, I kind of threw you a curveball there, but no, you're good. Uh, you actually brought his name up a while ago, and that's Emmanuel uh, Henderson. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he he come in as as a running back, and they moved him to kind of like a slot guy. But he's he's another guy who's got a lot of speed. So if they continue to develop him, he he's got a chance to be special, and and he showed flashes, I believe, as well in the A Day game what he can do. So, you know, look out. He he could sneak in the lineup later in the season for sure. Yeah, I, I wrote a piece uh, a couple of weeks ago for, for Roll Tide Wire kind of doing the same conversation that we're having right now. And, uh, you know, a guy that I kind of brought up as a sleeper is Daniel Henderson. And it's mm-hmm. he's, he's like you said, he come in as a five-star athlete. Uh, really, most services had him as a running back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he shows up. He's like 6'1", 170, soaking wet. Uh, album has already got a stable of backs with more on the way. Uh, and then you look at the wide receiver room. It's a little bare at that point in time when he gets in Tuscaloosa last year, it looks like the future for him is at wide receiver. He's not really quite physical enough to be an sec running back. So he makes that move. It's totally new to him. Never played anything but running back in high school. Uh, so it's a new position, a new technique to learn, uh, a new way of playing football for him. So, uh, he's had that learning curve. It's been a year. Uh, you can see, like you said, in A-Day, he's starting to feel more comfortable at that, at that position. Uh, and the athleticism's there. There's no question about that. He has all the physical tools that, that you're looking for in an elite slot uh, playmaking wide receiver. So I, I think he's probably being slept on a little bit. But Kendrick Law is another guy, Jake. Coach Saban yeah. talked about him a lot this spring bragged on about how he was one of the leaders uh of the of the offense this spring a true sophomore wide receiver so that's uh, awesome i'm kind of excited to see what kendrick law does he he reminds me a lot of john mitch you kind of get all the dirty work done for you uh you know a good possession type receiver probably not a huge burner but you know a big physical receiver about 511 200 pounds so he's he's built he's built sturdy He's built low to the ground, built almost like a running back, tr- truthfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I think he'll be a really solid player, kind of pick up those uh, first downs for Alabama on, on short and on, on mediums. So uh, I think those two guys right there could could kind of sneak into making some a breakout season, so to speak, uh, from the wide receiver room. Yeah, I agree. And Ja'Cory Brooks, I think, uh, like we said, is going to make that next step. He's going to be right. the go-to to either whoever the quarterback's going to be, and then you're going to have a stable of great guys to spell Ja'Cory Brooks when, when they're out, out there. Yeah, I think we're both kind of seeing this in the same way, uh, how it's probably the primary guys are going to be Ja'Cory Brooks and Malik Benson. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be wide receivers one – slash 1a or 1b (laughs) whatever it is and Mm -hmm. then the then it's the other guys who kind of fill in certain roles 
Mm-hmm. And and I, I really think that's going to make for a great opportunity for this offense because we all know that, that Nick Saban's wanting to get back to a more physical brand of football, probably going to play more tight ends this year than what, we're, what we've been playing the last few years, uh, rely on the running game, rely on the physical nature of the offensive line, uh, and then pick your – Pick your spots in the passing game with your wide receivers. So uh, we don't necessarily need an elite playmaker out wide. Uh, it does make things easier for, for a quarterback in an offense if you've got one of those. And I certainly believe that there is potential for for a superstar in that group. We just haven't seen it yet, but but there is that potential there, I believe, from that group. And and, and you brought it up. It's about Ja'Cory Brooks taking that next step. Mm-hmm. It's about Malik Benson doing his job, and then the rest of the guys kind of filling in in, in their roles as well. So I, I'm right. excited to see what this group can do this fall. Uh, I know this wasn't really a depth chart, but but the way we look at the receivers, it's it's they really kind of all play – they're all play the same position. They're all receivers. It's right. not just an X, Y, and Z. Alabama doesn't limit their players to just X, Y, and Z. They kind of move those guys around. So uh, we believe that it's going to be Brooks – Burton, Burton, Benson, Bond, the, the four Bs. Uh, right. Then you got Law, Prentice, uh, Emmanuel Henderson. I'm sure there's guys we're forgetting about. Shaz uh, Preston. Shaz I Preston, mean, I mean. uh, Jalen Hell, Jaron Hamilton, yeah. Tyu Jones-Bell, a guy who's been there 47 years. And, you know, kudos <laughs> to that guy, by the way, for sticking around. Uh, you know, there, there's been guys that's been above him on the depth chart that's already transferred out, like JoJo Earl. Uh, yeah. Who am I missing from last year? Uh, Aaron Anderson. Those Anderson. guys were ahead of Tyu Jones-Bell, right. and here Tyu Jones-Bell is still hanging around with the Crimson Tide. That that just to me just shows to me that he wants to play just to wear that jersey for Alabama. You know, that that's that's real commitment. Right well, it, it tells me that. It also tells me that uh, he he probably realizes that his future is not football. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that that degree from the University of Alabama is going to carry him a long way. Absolutely, absolutely. But kudos to him for sticking it out, man. I mean, that's awesome. absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's 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 the type of player I you know we used to have back in ten fifteen years ago before yeah. transfer portal got on, and and you had the competition. You didn't never see anybody transfer out. So kudos to him. Yeah, and when you did, it was guys who had you know who had been there like. Tie you Jones Bell three or four years, mm-hmm. they're obviously not going to crack the starting lineup, right? And so it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know we can save that conversation on the on the oh. quitters for another day. Oh, <laughs> we could do that all night. Good night. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to wrap up our talk on the on the wide receiver depth chart projections for for you know post spring as we kind of head into the summer months before the. Uh, 2023 football season, like we said, just a little over 100 days before Alabama kicks off against Middle Tennessee State on September 2nd. Also, quick programming note, uh, it was announced that Alabama, Texas will be a night game, Ooh. 6 o'clock on ESPN for week two, Ooh. under the lights in Bryant-Denny Stadium. I bet those tickets are going to be outrageous. Yeah, and good luck finding a hotel room down there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they're already sold out. I bet Texas fans has bought every hotel room available. Probably so. I just hate. I just hate for them to go back home and cry. You know, that (laughs) night because I I I I, I feel good about this team this year. You know, and what you know, what's crazy? It now that the kickoff time has been announced, it makes 
it makes me want to talk about the game because you know you you can kind of plan your day now around around watching that game and you can kind of right. feel it kind of feels like game day so but we'll save that for a later day we're going to we want to continue doing our depth chart projections here uh, we're almost finished with the offensive side of the football we've got the quarterbacks the running backs now the receivers We'll do the tight ends next, and then we'll move on to the offensive line, and then we're done with the offensive side of the football, and then we'll move on over to the defensive side. Uh, we'll probably just do that in three groups. We'll look at the defensive line, the linebackers, and the secondary. Yeah. So just a few more episodes, and we'll have our post-spring depth chart projections wrapped up, and then we'll move on to some fun stuff through the summer months, like you know some some of our top saving players, or you know we'll, we'll come up with some creative ideas to kind of pass the time. Uh, in the dog days of summer but jake mm -hmm. been a lot of fun catching up man can't wait to keep diving into these depth chart projections been a lot of fun uh if you're not already like share and subscribe today help continue to build our brand here at tie talk live we certainly appreciate that we would not do Thank this you. if it wasn't for the support that you guys give us so we really really appreciate that but that's going to wrap it up cannot wait to get back on here again soon but until next time roll tide roll tide <laughs>